good afternoon and good evening. Welcome to Ongakidi, the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the Japanese music industry. This is the podcast for the spooky week of October 27th. I'm your host, Kane, and with me we have Gray. What's happening, dudes? And like how all other episodes have been for the past month or year or several months as at this point, it's another Dos Compadres episode. Yeah, Luna is uh, celebrating her four-year anniversary, if I'm if my math yes. is correct. It's yes, hard to it's believe that that so much time has passed. Yes, five it's years. Crazy that was. Wow, where's the time go? Yes. Yeah, I've been. I haven't talked to you in a hot minute. What you've been listening to? Uh yeah, no, it's it's been a while. It. Uh, you better October's have been, been a... listening to the Final Fantasy 16 soundtrack. No, I will. <laughs> no. I'll be listening to it soon. I promise. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of the Baldur's Gate three soundtrack, but not not Final Fantasy 16. It is on it is on my short <laughs> that, list. That, of things that might do. that might ruin your experience. To be honest, <laughs> I told myself I'll never play that until I finish 16. <laughs> I, I mean, to, in my in my mind, they're two radically different games. I can separate the two, so it'll be fine. But I, I'm actually looking forward to because, you know, I like the just to get a little bit off topic. I, I, I like like the the narrative options and stuff you can take for you know Baldur's Gate three, but I, I like a good old fashioned straight down the line narrative too. And and I'm looking. And I've heard that the Final Fantasy 16 story is really good, so I'm looking forward to enjoying it. Yeah, I'm so. about maybe halfway through right now, give or take. I don't know about that because uh, I've just been, I've been just whizzing through Spider-Man Two right now. So I've heard that's a good game too. Yeah, but the thing is, you you would have to play the the first Spider Man and Miles Morris to to do that to fully enjoy. Because there are, there are some characters that are just like, oh yeah, this showed up. Oh yeah, this character is from this one. Or like some of the side quests is like continuing on stories that happened from the first and the 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 DLC game, and it's just like, oh yeah, this doesn't have the emotional punch. Like, or like our another mutual friend of ours is going to probably play too and he has not played the dlc game yet so there's going to be a sleuth of characters that i know he's going to probably get a annoyed with and b the payoff is not going to count as much because you have no idea what's going on <laughs> yeah that's fair uh yeah so i understand i always and, meant to go back and play the first game i mean i could probably get it for relatively cheap if you uh, right just now. If you just buy Miles uh, Miles Morales, you can you'll get a voucher for Ultimate Sp- or the the optimal version of Spider Man One for the PS Five. Okay, yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be very nice. But you have to buy it new though. You can't buy it used. <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, I might would just buy it digitally anyways. Maybe I don't know. I'd have to mull that one over. I'm, I might do a. The, the only thing that is different between both versions, well, you know, for the PS4 one, they had a they designed a totally different Peter Parker, comparatively that is being used from from Miles Morales on, oh, and Miles Morales and the Spider-Man Ultimate Edition, which is the the PS5 version of the game. They, they it's because the person that they modeled 
the the original Peter Parker off of for the PS4, they he they lost the rights, or just like they didn't want to pay the guy enough, so they had to design a totally different Spider-Man, or totally different Peter Parker for that. So it's it's very interesting. Also, the Chrysler Building isn't in Miles Morales on, <laughs> and Spider-Man Ultimate Edition, because they oh, really okay. had. They originally had the rights to the Chrysler building, and then in between uh, 2018 and 2020, when the PS5 came out, the Chrysler building had new owners, and they lost the license. <laughs> they couldn't come to an agreement with the copyright. Gosh. Well, man, that sucks, because that's a very iconic building. So. Yeah, it's the, the one where King Kong battled off for. Yep. As far as uh, music goes, I, I've been listening to a lot of albums. So I've been listening to Rude Alpha's latest album, 25.5, which is really good. I, I, I really liked it. It's it's a lot of fun. I, I like his, his song, 25, Fallen, and two, 201 is really good, which is the fifth and sixth track of that. Uh, and I like that it looks like he's keeping the... the same album naming conventions as Adele does, so it's like because I don't know, I don't know if you know this, uh, but no, usually all of <laughs> no, so all of all of Adele's albums are the her age that they were, you know, what age she was when they were released. So like her twenty three album, she dropped when she was twenty three, stuff like that. Mm. I think Rude Alpha is literally doing the same thing. He ha- he has like the twenty one. A 22 now it's like 25.5 so i think he's doing like the same thing and, I, I and his 22 i think his 22 album was like three years ago so mm. but been really enjoying the 25.5 root alpha i've been listening to boundary the boundary album by mad kid now this came out last year but mm. i was like you know what I really want to go back and check these guys out. And so I've been listening to Boundary by Mad Kid, and I've been liking it. Goodbye Teenager, Gold Medal, both really good songs. Fight It Out's pretty good, too. It's a pretty solid album for the most part. I've only listened to it like once or twice, but it's really good. And I've been having some fun with that. Uh, the album I've been listening to on repeat as of late is, uh, and this just came out, is Bradio's Dancehall Magic I album. I, I don't know if you've had a chance to check this one out, Ken, but it's no, really not. good. It is really, really good. I, I started listening to it, I want to say like two weeks ago, and it's it's been on repeat it has been on repeat i love this is a great collection of songs all 10 of them are really good this is a probably uh one of their better albums i'll I'll say i don't know it's hard they're they're they have one album that's released between yes and dance all magic i hadn't had a chance to check out but I've really been enjoying Dance All Magic, including the song Dance All Magic. It's so good. Mm. Uh, so good. Catch a Vibe. It, it is another great song. Uh, I've been really, really digging this. Uh, been listening to Zero 
which is Vonnie's latest single. That's pretty good too. I really like what he's been able to do there. Uh, and I've been listening to Dice's latest single, which is Naimono Nedari. Uh, and that, that one's pretty interesting. It's, it's a, it, it's pretty standard Dice stuff, but I, I like it. Uh, Apple Music recommended the new the uh, new EP. I guess that's how you say it. N e u e by Newly, and this has been really good. So this is a hip hop EP. It's just five tracks, but it's really good. I really like the rap style. It's more and like the kind of like mellow sort of thing. I've also been listening to. Uh, Viva Ola, uh, Juliet is the Moon, which is another kind of like chill R&B album. This came out in 20, uh, 2021, but uh, I've been really enjoying this. Uh, I really like the sound Viva Ola has, and I'm, I'm probably going to go back and listen to more of their, their stuff. It's uh, They don't have a whole lot on Apple Music, you know, just, I think two albums and a few singles. But I've really enjoyed what I've heard so far, and it's been really good. Also been checking out Hinji Y Ranai by Kubo Takai. Again, it's another like hip-hop chill album. And again, it's it's been really good. So really, the month of October has been heavily dominated by a bunch of albums I've been listening to. Which has been great because, you know, sometimes, a lot of times at work, it's like, you know, I have to you know, put something on for you know, 20, 30 minutes and I can't touch my phone again. So it's nice that I've been able to go and check out a lot of these really good albums. I've also been listening to, so this morning I got to listen to Temperature, which was produced by JP of the Wavy. It's Psychic Fever from Exiled Tribe's latest single. And... Mm. I, I gotta say it's pretty good. I hit the plus sign on that, which is really good. And White Jam dropped their latest single too. It's called Suna Doke, and it's chapter one. It's really weird, so I'm eager to hear what the other chapters sound like because there's it kind of stops in the middle of the song, so it, it's really weird. Like almost like a you know how when you listen to like a YouTube version of a music video and it's like two and a half minutes and it just kind of stops even though like someone's like mid sentence singing it it ends like that so it's it's really weird but because it's titled Chapter One I'm assuming they're going to release three chapters one for each singer and that'll be like the full song. So they're doing like this weird experiment, but I, I liked what I heard the first two two minutes and seven seconds of it. I really liked it. I thought it was really good. At the beginning of the month of October, I don't know why, but I was really wanting to listen to some Lotus Juice. I, I, I haven't figured it out yet to save my life, but I just went <laughs> back on the Lotus Juice kick and 
they have remastered his Carpe Diem album, and I really like that album. So yeah, I was gonna say, uh, isn't that one of the albums you used to swear by? Uh it. it, it I mean, I still do. It's it's really good. I mean, if you like Lotus Juice, you, you'll like it. But I, I will say, you know, I'm a bit older, a bit wiser. I, you know, I don't know if you know Carpe Diem is going to turn you into a Lotus Juice fan. But if you're a Lotus Juice fan, Carpe Diem, you need to check out. It's really good. But other than that, uh, I see. I think I've covered everything uh, that I've been listening <laughs> to. It, it's it's been quite a lot. Which is this has been super nice. I've been really excited to talk about some of the stuff I've been listening to. Uh, but uh, what have you been listening to? So I've been listening to a whole hodgepodge of things. So I was listening to. Honestly, I was surprised that you didn't mention this when you were talking about your old album slew, which is Ali had a new EP called Viva La Musica, which is really really good. Wild song, Wild Angel, which is the the top song on that release is really really solid so i you probably would like that and you're an ali fan so I, i'll be honest i didn't i didn't know it was i didn't know this had come out i, I didn't get notified on it so i, I kind of missed it so <laughs> i am i am preemptively adding that to my my library now as we speak because i i can't miss this uh yeah you're right yeah, so I was also listening to a whole hodgepodge of things. Like recently, it just came out like a couple of days ago. Uh, Umami, which is done by Syrup, uh, the Crane and Whoosh, very solid track done by Syrup once again. Uh, we also have Soul by Daiji Yamamoto, also very solid release for him as well. He's been doing a lot more releases over the last couple of weeks, which I really do like. Uh, Scandal also released another single which is called highlight no nakade bokuda zuto which is solid absolutely solid so that was another thing uh young hung which is a a music corner alum had released her auto aromatic ep uh any day uh, which is a collab with tendry has been really solid absolutely fantastic i highly recommend it if you're a fan of either of them I was also listening to Ghost Drive by Polkadot Stingray, which was used as one of the Pokemon Ambassador songs. So it, it's very interesting. So even if you're not really a Polkadot Stingray fan, if you're a Pokemon fan, it's really, really good and really solid. The beginning composition that they use and base off everything off of is literally the Lavender Town composition. So just think of that as you may. I was also listening to Nichi Joe, which is official Hige Dandism's latest single. It's good for them for them back because the, the lead singer had some vocal issues and he had taken a lot of time off. That's why they've been so quiet throughout the year. So it's good to see them back. I was also listening to Stepping Out, which is Kieran G's EP for Running High and Nesting as well. So really solid overall there. After that, I was listening to a lot of things that were in my usual playlist. I was also listening to Umiski. We we mentioned that the last time as well, but uh, a lot of hodgepodge things here and there. But yeah, 
you know, I just want to touch on this just a little bit beforehand because I know this is this it's going to be an ongoing issue for now, and I just wanted to hear your updates of what you thought about what's going on with the whole Johnny scandal or the Johnny situation. So, you know, I had to kind of run you by this as an update. They literally changed the name, so Johnny's and Associates does not exist anymore. They literally took down the sign while I was in Japan and people were crying. Little girls were crying <laughs> because their sign was going <laughs> being teared down. And uh, you know, it's a very interesting thing overall of what's happening. And I mentioned this in the last episode with Luna as well, where it's interesting that people there are certain people that are being hypocritical of the situation because especially with the tv executives but that that's a whole thing for a whole other time but you know i just wanted to hear your thoughts about the whole name change and what's going on so once again if you guys didn't know johnny's and associates changed their name they basically changed the name to a, i think it's smile up now and that name is going to be specifically used as the forerunner to help the Reprimand the rapper, the pretty much pay back the people that called out that they were being harassed, and there will be another group that will be handling the music stuff. And that new company will be picked from names from the fans and, and several shareholders and stuff like that. Now, there are also several artists that are in Johnny's that they had to change their name. So example, Johnny's West is literally changing their name to now West, period. And Heisei Jump is also going to be changing their name because the J in Jump stands for Johnny. So they have to change that as well. But this time around, they are asking their fans to help pick their name for them. So... What do you? What's your thoughts about this whole thing, here, Gray? In in a lot of ways, overwhelming. <laughs> Just so. I mean, I I think it's the right thing to do yeah. for a lot of reasons. I, I I you know I don't think this is a misstep in any manner. I I think they're doing the right thing, at, and you you know honestly the brand is. You know that the name is tainted now. The brand's pretty damaged. The best thing to do is kind of start over, and a rebrand would be a good way to do that. So, you know, I I do like that, and as far as that goes, but it it just you know there's so much news coming about it, and it's just overwhelming. You know, to learn like all the things. Especially the, the the name. I do like the name Smile Up. You know, Sm Smile Up record labels. You know, I think that's a pretty solid name, but I, I don't think they'll keep it. So, you, you know, it'll be interesting to see how this unfolds in the coming months. But I, I think they're making the right decisions. And, you know, I understand, you know, especially like Johnny's West, like, you know, they couldn't really keep that, especially if the you know the name of the company is changing. It's like I I did not know Jump was an acronym, so 
That, that It makes sense to also change Heisei Jump. So, And I do like that Heisei Jump is asking their fans. It, it, it made me... It's like, gee, I wonder if I could sign up in the, in the fan club and, and start recommending <laughs> names. But I'm, I'm fairly certain I can't, so... I wonder if Kanjani 8's gonna change their name too. I mean, it's spelled a little different, but you know the sounds is similar. So no, the, no, it literally means the Kansai of Johnny. So they would possibly have to ah. change their name as well. Yeah, it's. I mean, I like I said, it, it's it's wild. I, I think they're making the right decision. Uh, on a lot of fronts, the the new manager, his name is uh, Noriyuki Higashiyama. He's yeah. he's he's made a lot of the right decisions, and I, yeah, I think me and Luna talked about this when it was just the two of us. Uh, you know, we feel like because he's been a performer, he's been a member of a of a group. He he really understands you know what their performers go through. He understands their their side of things, and I think he'll be a good advocate for them and look out for them much better. So, uh, and he seems to have a, a really solid head on his shoulders, uh, and he's made a lot of really good and smart decisions overall. So, w- you know, we'll wait and see how how things shake out. And, you know, we, we wish them all the best of luck. So this is also another thing as well that one of the side effects that came out from this is so Ninomiya Kazunari um, of Arashi fame had also announced that he is departing from the company and is going independent. So that's a huge thing because he's been there for over 20 years <laughs> and is literally about of Odyssey. he did make the sub note that if Odyssey ever came back he will come back as a free agent yeah it it shows that he made this de- um, he made this decision because I'm, I'm willing to bet this was not easy for him to come yes. to, but you know he had to do what he felt was right, and you know he. I, I will say he still plans on if if and that's a big if too because like there, there's no telling you know if Arashi is going to come back, but if they do, it is nice that he still plans on being a member of the group, even if he's not a member of the record the record the company that the new formed record label that, that they'll be a part of. So, you know, it, it, I think he's, you know, he wants to do, you know, like do his own thing, kind of break out, but he also wants to do right by his fans. And it shows, what's, uh, what's the weirdest thing about this? So if I, I know you haven't been really keeping up to Johnny's stuff like like as closely as other people have. But if you haven't noticed this, so he has a sub channel within on YouTube called Johnny Nino Channel, 
which went on hiatus and has several other members from other Johnny's artist groups. Such as, you know, Cartoon, Heisei Jump, and Sexy Zone. And obviously, they went on hiatus around a month ago because of the fact that, you know, the name Johnny's is a part of the channel because it's John Nino. So, for Johnny Nino. And the the big thing about it is they, while on hiatus, they have got a, a huge amount of followers still and are at 4.1 million subscribers. <laughs> And the fact that he left, <laughs> I don't know what the, what that entails for that channel because literally it's named after him unless he takes it independently, which, you know, I, if I remember correctly, they literally were going to do that anyway independently because I think a lot of the stuff is out of his own pocket. I mean, he could write a, a refund back to, to the company, but a lot of that the stuff was going to be out of pocket. They couldn't use any of their Johnny's power or, uh, or influence. I think a lot of it was just, hey, you're going to be doing this on your own. We're not going to be doing it. any help from you. You'll get a producer possibly to help you along the way, but besides that, you're doing this on your own. And it's very interesting now that he's leaving. I don't know if that means the channel is going to be independently from him or how the other members are going to do this because it's still going to still going to be there. And they had a, a thing where they did a blog almost every week and it was a very successful blog. Yeah, that's that's wild and it, it's hard to it, it's hard to say because on, on one hand, it's like, well, you know, you have all your subscribers there, and if you start a new channel, there's no guarantee that everyone's going to migrate over. Uh, one would hope, but you know, it, it's it's hard to tell one way or the other. But they just, man, that that's going to have to be a big wait and see, man, because that's crazy. And yeah, I, I mean, he just yeah. announced it like a, a couple of days ago, so. I don't know how they're going to react. I haven't really looked informally more about it. So it's 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 very interesting overall how he's going to be doing this, but no more power to him. He's going to be his own boss for the most part and at 40 years old, that means he also can take time because he also has two kids now. He'll get time to mostly be a dad and not really have to worry. Granted, you could just rely on vi on on his residuals and not really have to do work. <laughs> yeah, no. If if I was him, I I think I would probably do the same thing. I mean, it, it, and it depends on you know if he still has like any creative drive or anything like that. So because sometimes you know a lot of artists. Once they have kids, they kind of transition into like this phase where they want to make stuff for their kids. So, he might, he he might want to continue doing in like a music career, but in a different facet, so to speak. I'm not going to sit here and say he's going I mean, to go he, out and create children's music, but <laughs> I mean he hasn't he haven't sung in a long time. So it'd be very interesting once Odyssey gets back to for his vocal chords to be in a tune up there, but. 
you know, if he ever does producing, that would be something. <laughs> I mean, he could he could be serenading, you know, his kids to sleep every night or sing, <laughs> that, singing to a, his that's wife. A, that's a different type of tone. <laughs> uh, you're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. <laughs> but yeah, no, I just wanted to touch on this fairly briefly before we go into the Archon, because I know once we do that... there. There's a reason why that we had to at least touch on it because it's going to be blaring back in our face from number five on. <laughs> but yeah, let's with that. Let's go into the Oricon here. You know, at number ten we have specials by King New, and I think you're in agreement with me. There was nothing really special about this release, unfortunately. It's like you had said off air. This is probably one of their more better releases in the last couple of t- months two years now that they had a release it's it's probably one of their more better ones yeah that's really like the highest praise i could really say about it was i i did find this much more i don't want to say tolerable but it was more to my liking i guess would be a better way to put it and i did like this quite a lot i or sorry i did like this not quite a lot but at the same time, I was more, like... It was much more to your palate than their usual yeah, stuff. Yeah, but I wasn't falling in love with it or anything like that. So it, it's not something like I would hit the plus sign for or anything like that. But this song, I was like, you know, I see the appeal to it a little bit. Like, there's some appealing aspects to it. It does have a pretty interesting melody on, on a whole. It's a very interesting produced song. But, like I said, it's it's not really my thing, so... Yeah. I can appreciate it for what it is. Yeah. I, I'm, I wouldn't... I, I wouldn't listen. I wouldn't go out and buy it or anything <laughs> like that. But, yeah, no, it, it's not too bad. Regardless, you know, it did... It sold fairly well, you know, 37,000 copies. 37 and 41 copies there. But going on up to number five, it's actually a stay over from last month, which is Unforgiven by La Seraphim. Now, I know you didn't really like it. And actually, what's funny is I understand from your point of view because, you know, I I like a lot of La Seraphim's stuff, but I know it's not for everyone. There's a lot of gifts that you have to get over to be used to them. And once you kind of get over that hump, their music is just fine. They're... I still believe for La Seraphim, they're one of the more unique acts coming out of Korea th- that does the double dip into the market for Japan, mostly because they don't sound like anyone. They're, they're their own unique thing. And then tonally, they can go, they can hit hard when they want to, but they can also go back and make stuff like Jewelry. Like Jewelry is probably one of their more better songs on this release. It's their only Japanese release song naturally japanese release song the other two are from originally was released in korea and then transformed into japanese for lyrics and so i understand like i know you were giving this a lot of griff last last month with this and this is their second japanese release i i personally wanted it i i didn't have time to go to a music store while i was in japan unfortunately because i really wanted the the member solo jacket versions but the, the only griff that I'll probably give Unforgiven overall is, and you you said it as well off air, is, you know, Ado is a part of this song. <laughs> However, 
unless you're really listening to it, you can't really tell what Otto sounds like. And she sounds very blended in with these girls, which is a could be a good thing and also could be a bad thing as well because what makes it special that Otto is in it you could sing the song without Otto being a part of it which they did because Otto was never in their live live performances for this release while they were in Japan so it was done by Eugene who's who mostly sings their their other member songs and you know I I get it <laughs> I get it so like I I didn't really I didn't listen to the episode where you initially talked about this, but I know you had some problems with this. Or not problems, it wasn't to your liking, I would say that much. Yeah, it's, just, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's really... This isn't for me, Is is kind of the, yeah, the yeah. line no, I, 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 I try to and thread. I, and I get it, I get it. Like I said, they do some usual jabs that I know... If you're a usual, just not not into that kind of music... I understand it will be a little bit offsetting, and it will take you by surprise. I, I'm pretty sure Anti Fragile got you that way. <laughs> I find yeah. it funny. I find it <laughs> funny personally. <laughs> I, I will say, on your recommendation, I did go back and give Jewelry another try, and it is pretty good. So I, I will give you props for that one. It is. It, it, it's got a good hook to it, but. Yeah. yeah, and it shows, and it shows that they can do the girly stuff too, the more poppy style, like traditional pop, not not K-pop pop. Yeah, not yeah, not the the, the modern K-pop stuff. Yeah, I mean, like I see the appeal when Luna says how much she t- she loves it. I can see why it's you know it's not lost on me, but it's yeah, just yeah, like yeah. at the same time I'm like eh. Yeah, I'm not yeah, going to no. put this song on the radio. <laughs> this is not. Yeah, I, I, I understand. I completely understand. Like when I, so I, I listen to Anti Fragile when I'm with our other friend, our mutual friend, and he just stares at me. And I only do it because of the fact that I love the intro because it's so stupidly annoying. <laughs> so, but overall, yeah, I, I personally loved it. I didn't. I really like Jewelry. Jewelry is probably my favorite song out of that. But, yeah, you know, this week, or this month, it sold over 48,941 copies. So it outlasted again. So I don't remember. What what was it initially? Was it two? Two or three, I want to say. Mm-mm-mm. But it, it's hard for me to remember, but it, it was up there, yeah. It was in the top five for certain. Yeah. Regardless, going on up to number eight, it is Ohitori Sama Tengoku by Nogizaka Forty Six. And yes, as a as a person that is by themselves in heaven, it just felt that way because it just there wasn't enough bite for me here. I didn't. There's there's nothing much. I thought it was okay. I thought like a lot of Nogi or Nogizaka in the Forty Sixes releases their b-side songs were much better in my personal opinion uh and this was probably number one for last month so how did how did you guys like it i'm pretty Uh, sure luna did not care for it (laughs) no me and luna were of the same mind on this one uh we we both were like man this this does not sound like nogizaka 46 it was number Mm. one but to me, this is not a Nogizaka 46 song. This is something like another 
I can think of many other idol groups I will not name here that I think could easily do this song and it'd be fine. But it's just because Nogi Zaka 46, while having some high beat songs, and I know I th- I think I said this at the time. I, I think Ken would disagree with me on this, but in my personal opinion, they don't have that many hyper overactive songs. They have some songs <laughs> that are really close, but I to me they're not quite over that line. And this one is leagues past that line. It's just not to me. Uh-huh. This is not Nogizaka Forty Six at all. And I, I didn't like it for that reason alone. It, you're right. The beach, the B sides are always better, but yeah. I think Shuchu Deiko or whatever the beach song like a couple of years back was more. I love that song. It's yeah. more hyper. It's more hyper in my opinion. <laughs> Maybe I don't know the 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 way they have like the synthesizer in this song. Just it it's it's not working for me at yeah. all. But. Regardless, it's all the wonderful 65,511 copies on here. Going on up to number seven, it is Mainstream by B-First. And yes, it's very mainstream. I'm not going to lie about that. It just sounds like any other song that B-First has released. Which is sad because, you know, it is Sky High's project right here. And I don't know what he's doing. I, I thought SOS and Grow Up was a much better song in my personal opinion. Which is the oh, B-side song. It is... So mainstream was very frustrating mm. uh, for, for me because it, the the whole song is, is talking about how they're not mainstream. And I'm like, you guys picked the most mainstream composition you could conceivably think of for this song. You're, you're way more mainstream than you think you are. But, yeah. you know, besides the generic A-track, SOS and grow up are phenomenal and it does show that B first can be good when they want to be but for whatever reason I don't know why Sky High has it like they they have to lead with these generic boring songs because it's what's hot I guess as opposed to you know something that actually showcases their talent it's unfortunate because they, yeah. with with this particular group and this style of music right now for Japan, they only have one trajectory usually, and it's the one that's unfortunately not for us, for for me, you, and maybe Luna, but but specifically for me and you. <laughs> yeah, and man, it it's, it saddens me so much because you know th- there's a lot of guys who. No, come into these groups. I think they actually have a lot of talent, but I, I don't think the song compositions they tend to work with do a good job of showcasing their talent. But I, I know it's what's hot. I know that's what sells albums. So, you know, it's one of those like, yeah, I, I get it. They need to do this kind of stuff to sell, but it, it kind of sucks they have to do this stuff to sell because it's not that good. But, oh, I don't want to go too too far in that. Yeah. Me, like I said, SOS is really good though. So, uh, I mean, if, if like there was some really 
good stuff in SOS and Grow Up. I thought Grow Up was equally good. And, you know, hopefully, you know, down the line, because I know Sky High can do, has a good wide variety of songs he can write. And I, I would love to see him kind of like give be first like that treatment and just like you know let them like really showcase their talents because th- they are a good group it's, it's just you know the, the thing that he wants to lead with is just not it, it it's not it like it, you, they're they're it's forgettable and I, you know i'm worried because you know there's so many groups that sound like you know you know mainstream that you know if you're always leading in that style you're gonna be lost in the lost in the sweep like there's just no way like you're gonna stay because I mean and you look at B first you know when they first came out you know they were in the top five they're what uh, number seven now so it seems like they're falling off granted granted we're doing by month yeah, well, I I thought they debuted this year. No, they debuted last year, didn't they? Yes. Yeah. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> never mind. You're you're right. So, but and initially they were number two in the weekly. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I knew they I knew they haven't made it to number one, but I knew they were in the I knew they were in the upper fives for certain, but. You know, we'll see what they do next. You know, this is like I think uh, I like the B side tracks of the last B first release too. So yeah, I think I think that's going to be the ongoing theme for, <laughs> for B first for me is like not first. <laughs> yeah, not be first, second but or second. third. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, regardless, mainstream sold a wonderful one hundred fifty five thousand four hundred and forty five copies. And let's go on up to number six. It is Owase Budiko by Not Equals Me. And, uh, oh boy, this is another song or string of releases where I'm just like, what happened to you guys? I, I thought it was all right. There's nothing really standing out to me for Not Equals Me anymore. And it's just getting irritating that it's not happening. Yeah, no. So I wound up liking Owase Buriko. I think this is a solid track. But at the same time, I can see why others wouldn't like it. This very much has a lot of idle trappings in it. And it really does show kind of like this, I would say, decline in quality. Because... Not Equals Me used to put out some really interesting stuff, and lately they've kind of been standard idol fare. But I, I like this. I think the girls sound really good. I, I like the melody of it. And so I, I hit the plus sign on this, but I would say if you're not a fan of girl idol music, I don't know if there's really a whole lot here for you. Uh, and I, I, you know, that is the sad part about it. You know, I wish I could recommend it more because I did like it a lot, but it's hard for me to recommend because it's like, well, you know, if you're a not equals me fan, maybe and that's a solid maybe, but it's, you know, 
like I said, it, it's just kind of like pretty standard idle fare. So we'll we'll see uh, how how they. I'm hoping like you know maybe this is just a phase and they come out of it. But in my experience, it's not something they come out of. This is something they transition into and stay in. So uh, we'll see. But, you know, for, for me, I just thought it was all right. I thought several releases done by not equal me has been just all right as well. I it, it just upsets me is all. But regardless, it sold wonderfully at 193,995 copies here. And continuing on up to number five, it is Honeto Tatemai by Sexy Zone. Now, I'll put this up here. <laughs> because we, uh, spoiler alerts, we're both going to trash this song. I, and I think Luna would have trashed this song as well. Because they did something very, very interesting that I never thought a, a specific group of their caliber would be doing. This entire song, composition and lyrics and lyrical composure, was done by Shinoringo. And it makes a whole lot of sense if, once you hear it, that this was made by Shinoringo. Because it has a lot of trappings that Shinoringo does. The auto-tuning is specifically one of them. And the major point of contention that we have for this release is why the hell are you doing that for these guys? These boys' vocals are absolutely fantastic and you're just murdering it with your trapisms, Ringo. Because of the fact that you want to use your isms and your isms include auto-tuning for several parts. Because there are parts of the song where they're not using auto-tune. And it sounds fantastic. But when you get to the chorus of this particular release, go straight back to auto-tuning and it's horrible. It's just It just doesn't match. The boys sound so uncomfortable doing it. It just, overall, it just sounds horrible. And I know you agree with this. A hundred percent. This was... Of the songs that we're going to talk about today, the most infuriating, the most frustrating, and the most confounding of, of all of them. Because, like you said, Ken, I'll probably just repeat a lot of what you just said. Like, you hear, there, there are times where they tone back the auto-tuning, and you hear the melody, the, 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 the musical composition of the song. I like quite a lot. I, I really enjoy this. Uh, the guy's vocals is really good they, they sound amazing when it's not being auto-tuned really hard but the auto-tuner is cranked up to 15 on a scale of 10 like it is so auto-tuned it is just it becomes really migraine migraine inducing halfway through the song because it's just like what are you doing and and every moment that you there's so many moments where 
they, they, they kick back the auto tuning and like the song starts sounding really good. And you're like, okay, well maybe, maybe you know, maybe this auto tuning's over. It comes right back, right, right when the song's getting really good, this auto tune comes back and it just pulls the listener out of the experience. And I'm just like, what are you, why, what was the creative decision behind that and that it's the one thing ruining the song it really is everything else is amazing everything else works it works really well but for whatever reason they were like we're gonna auto-tune this why what what what, what are you doing it, like, it, it's like there are a couple of groups who i've gone to bat for that use auto-tuning and when they do it, it's at you know at certain moments, at certain things, at certain like this. It's very rare. It is literally the entirety of the song. And but no, for for this sexy song release, like it is almost the entirety of of the song. And it just it really stinks because, I I mean even if it was you know the, I I think. If they took out the auto-tuning in the chorus, I wouldn't say this song would become amazing, but I would say it would become way more tolerable than what it does. But it just, like, there's no reason that they needed to sound like AI bots. This, it, it adds nothing to the song at all. It, it just, it detracts, and it just sounds gratingly awful uh, I, I when when Ken said that this was composed by and written by Shinoringo, I was like, well, that explains it. And I, I really wish, you know, she would kind of take like the the Kinshi Yonezu approach where, you know, he he really because the thing that I like about Kinshi Yonezu is when he's collaborating or writing songs for other people, he he works to accent what they're really good at. She just kind of imbibes herself into the song even though she's not actually singing in it and you're like oh. it, the it thing just, is it, it, ma- it makes it sound it makes it sound like that she wants to sing this song eventually down the line and that's probably what's gonna happen I wouldn't be surprised if, if that there she was made a this song cover of it if she made this song just so that I forget her band off the top of my head. So that she could just cover it later on down the line and be like, yeah, no, see, I made it, it I made it perfect. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Because I'm pretty sure she made it for her vocal sense in mind, not theirs. And it's hard to say no to them because of the fact that, you know, hey, Shinoringo at this point is a, a pillar in the industry for it her her style however you know they let her have too much creative freedom i think (laughs) and it's just it ends up being such a mess yeah no i i agree like i said there's a there's a lot of positive aspects about the song if i think if you know there was like one person that sat down with her and be like well you know what about this thing right here some I think I think like it could have been way better, and, and it's just the 
the lost opportunity of what the song really could have been, I think that makes it suck so much. Because it could have been amazing. Like I said, the the melody is great. The guy's vocals on, and it are really good when you can hear them. But it's it's just, you know, it's just, it's so over-auto-tuned that it, it just... It just it overrides every positive aspect about the song. It just it really sucks. Yeah. Regardless, it sold very well with two hundred twenty six thousand twenty two copies. And going on up to number six here, it it is you by in hyphen. Now, this is you know like how in hyphen does. They just have a random song title that has nothing to do with the songs that is released in it and it's the japanese version of bite me and bills with their own japanese song called blossom now if you just skip bite me i think bills and blossom is i think blossom is absolutely fantastic to be perfectly thing and i was like thinking to myself am i becoming an hyphen fan because of this one particular song and then it went over to bite me and then i remember i didn't like them <laughs> yeah in hyphen's kind of following in the same footsteps as B first. It just ripped the first song out of it, and the rest of the release is really good. I just bite me, man. Is oh my gosh, it's so annoying. It, I get it. It's supposed to be like a vampire esque theme song for Halloween. I get it, but oh my lord, it's it's not working. Like that that I really couldn't stand. Bills, on the other hand is really good and ken is right blossom is fantastic really really good easily the best song on this release but man it's just i i get it and and you know i will say my expectations for in hyphen are a little different because they are k-pop so you know i i kind of like hold them at a distance a bit more than i would if you know they're like b first or something because i'm like well you know i know like they're gonna they're like the initial songs are to cater to a vastly different market than what the the japanese community is it just got imported over here because there there is some yeah. crossover but i i like i said bills is a very interesting song i, I like i said i really like it and I, you know i wasn't expecting it to be like this ballad track this kind of like power-esque ballad track that they have going on because I don't know. When I think of bills, I think of like paper bills. So I was kind of expecting like a hardcore rap song, not not the not this song that we got. It's really good though. It's really good. Uh, but Blossom just takes everything that Bill is doing and kind of ramps it up to eleven, and uh, just it's so good. It's really well composed. Uh, the guys do an excellent job in it. Uh, this was. I mean, it it could have been. It, it, it this could have been a really really good release if, if Bite Me wasn't in it. But oh well. But you know what can you do? What can you do? It it is what it is. Regardless, you sold the wonderful three hundred and ninety eight thousand six hundred and thirty copies. Going on up to number three, it is Makeup Day slash Missing by Nani Niwadanchi. Now I know. You're like the official, unofficial, like eighth member of this group at this point. So asking you which song you like best is like asking you to pick like two children and two of your children and ask them to pick one. So which one did you like best? Personally, I liked Missing because 
that was a little bit more vocal heavy and didn't have a little bit of a hyper aneurysm that makeup day did. <laughs> but that's just me. So, uh, it's actually a very easy pick for me with this one. Hmm. I liked Makeup Day. I don't think there's anything particularly wrong with Makeup Day. But Makeup Day is very much in the same vein of a lot of their other releases and stuff like that. Missing is different. It's it's a different tone, different quality. It's it's on a its own level in a lot of ways. Uh, the focus on the Mel's vocals, the style that they're going for with this, just the melody backing it is a bit different. There's like, and, and you know, I get the feeling like this is supposed to be like a Halloween-esque style song, but they really give it some gravitas and it, it sounds really good, you know, compared to the next song that we're going to be talking about. Th- this was really really good i i love missing i i think this is if one was a different if it was a different week i think missing would be my song of the week it's it's really good uh i really really liked missing and like i said i don't dislike makeup day by any means i think it's a pretty good song for what it is but i don't think it really grows the boys in any meaningful manner it's kind of just in the same vein of what they had been doing which is you know you know they developed a you know that's a good way to develop an image and stuff like that but i I really think that missing just kind of pushes them to that that next level and really shows you know when in the right circumstances in the right like these guys have an amazing talent and, and they i mean we're just starting to see what they can do i you know this i think opens a few doors for them down the line and we can get a little bit more variety in the stuff that they have been doing because it shows like you know they do have some range and that they're able to handle different styles of music as opposed to just the traditional idol pop stuff so i the usual johnny's affair i mean the thing is we're gonna we're gonna have to come up with a different term for this because johnny's is not existing anymore but <clears throat> the thing is with this is, you know, at this point in time, they already made two years. And that first year and a half was pretty difficult to swallow because of the fact that they did not really change all their much because they they were very much a very traditional style of Johnny's group. And unfortunately with appearances of stones and snowman and to a point king and prince now that market has changed dramatically to the point that you can't just rely on being a johnny's on the johnny's style anymore and it's a good thing that they made this release because it shows that that they they are trying they're good enough to change however it's a tad too late for that for me <laughs> i wish they'd done this release a little bit sooner in my point of view i i can see the argument for it wanting to come sooner but you know, it's you know i i think you, you know we'll see how, how things shake out but you know if it m- if it took them almost almost two years to have some sort of shakeup. that's kind of a big thing because look how long it took stones and and snowman for that long it didn't take them to it took them a year at least 
for that. Some of it, even less. I think one of them was, what was it, Snowman? I think Snowman did anime openings for a while. Uh, yeah, Snowman, I, I want to say the second release Stones did was for an anime. I think it was for the Inuyasha sequel. It, it was for Yashihime, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I couldn't remember and then, that, that that's a big, and that's And that's a big jump and difference from their, their DDN and and stuff like that so you know it shows that they could do that it was something different now like i said it's fine if you want to do that for a group but y'all gotta show me some range here and almost two years is kind of a kind of a bit too late for that (laughs) i mean you you do make an excellent point but two two years and two albums later (laughs) Yeah, and like I said, you did make an excellent point, but you know, I it, it it's it's better late than never. <laughs> I yeah, mean, it's better late than never. It's better late than never. And like I said, it's it's fine that they took this long to do that way. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, it's I'm not I'm not I'm I appreciate their game, but I just don't understand the. The, the more so appeal, like I said, I'm more of a king and prince kind of person at this point now. Because they, they show. And I it's kind of interesting that because of the fact that they got down to two people, I'm very interested to see what the other three boys are going to do now. Because yeah. they are bound to make their release soon. Yeah, no, I'm really eager to see what those other three guys are doing. It, it'll be very interesting. I, I am hotly anticipating whatever they, they do. And it, it does seem like it'd be sometime in the mildly near future. Because, I mean, yes. they left, what, six? Back in June? Yeah, well, but the no, other one just left. Two members left. left last year, yeah. <laughs> the last member just left. I think his contract yeah. was up in October. but Yeah. Regardless, you know, that's neither here or there. That's future talk here. But regardless, Nani Wadanshi, Makeup and Missing, sold the wonderful 410,564 copies. Going on up to number two, it's Creek by Stones. Now, you talk about a holiday release or a Halloween release here. This is it. This, I don't think, granted, it was released back in August, late August here, but the fact of the matter that, you know, this sounds like a Halloween ass release sounds like it's going to be helping that way of it being number two here and i don't think that while it's fairly solid overall i don't think it's going to be a memorable release unless you're thinking about this time of year yeah this was disappointing i i think because like stones is really good but you know this is very much kind of like flavor of the month kind of sort of it's all right it does the job it does it just it has so much like halloween vibe and feel to it that i it it's i don't know it kind of detracts a little bit from the song i'll I'll say i'll even go as far as to say this i didn't like the rap in it I, i don't know what it is but that rap doesn't work in this release for whatever reason and usually the rap portions my favorite portion of the song so for me to say it's the part i liked the least 
says something about the song. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know why it doesn't work. I wish I could explain it. It's just something about it. It sounds out of rhythm with the rest of the track, maybe. But it just, it, it, it's, I, to me, they have better releases. And I, I was like, eh, it's all right. I, I don't think this is, I mean, it's not going to hurt them or anything. Obviously, you know, they, they did really well being number two, but this was, like I said, a little disappointing for me because I, you know, I've heard these guys, you know, really drop some amazing tracks and then Creek just kind of creaks out, you know, it's like, eh, well, you know, here's the, here's the Halloween release, but you know, uh, I, I'm not, not a Stones fan. So, you know, not my favorite release, but I'm, I'm waiting. I'll be happy when they drop their next one. I assume, but yeah. Regardless, it sold the wonderful 509,397 copies here. Yeah, good for them. And going on up to number one, it is Danger Holic by Snowman. Now, you know, all that talk about all the controversies over the last month did not hinder these releases at all. Granted, this was for September. So if they had released this month in October, who knows what had happened. But for the month of September anyway, <laughs> it did not hinder it at all when you have t- four or four of the top five being Johnny's releases here. <laughs> Yeah, last month was a really good month for, I, I guess Smile Up now would be a good way to put it, but well, I mean they're not part of Smile Up, remember? <laughs> oh no, you're right. Sm- they, they 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 have their own record label now. They yeah. have their own thing, which as of, as of right now of recording has not been made public yet. But Smile Up is remember now. Smile Up is specifically just to pay the reprimandations for all the people that were affected by by the. Her- the harassment suit. So, <laughs> no, you're right. It's just, it feels weird to keep calling it Johnny's because <laughs> it's not Johnny's anymore either. So yeah, it's, it's like, not Johnny's, uh, but it's not yeah. just Smile Up either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're not wrong, but yeah. But yeah, regardless, you know, Danger Holic was probably one of their better releases here by Snowman, and I know you have a lot to say about it. So why don't you go take the take the realm, so to speak? So. I, I love this. Uh, this was awesome. <laughs> I, 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 I started listening to it, and I was like, you know, this is kind of good. This is like, you know, I was kind of digging it. And then when the chorus kicked in, I was like, I'm a fan. Uh, I love this. It, it's so good. The, the energy just, oh, man, the hook in this song is so good. I, I love every inch of the song. It's so really, really good. Honestly, and I, I hesitate to say this because I'm I was like I I think I've heard everything that Snowman's put out, but you know, not a lot of it's fresh on my mind. And I'm definitely not their biggest fan. But I think Danger Holic might be my favorite release that they've done. Uh, I would love man it, it's I love it so much I've actually considered getting a YouTube music premium subscription just so I can listen to this on repeat. Uh, that's how much I like Danger Holic. <laughs> uh, and I've I've not gone and looked to see what it is like if I could 
import it, but I'm I am on the verge of importing well, this release because my I'll, God, I'll say this, this much. I should I will say this much. You should try and import it because the end is just so it's dying. It's it's a it was one fifty to a dollar. So if you buy it right now, it's like you're you're only paying half. <laughs> I, I, now is the time, yeah, because. Oh my lord! I I I did. I like Dangerholic. This was, it's so good. And maybe I might wait till their third album or something. I mean, I keep meaning to get the King and Prince albums and haven't yet. But I I I, I did. I I, I love this. Uh, Dangerholic is so good. I I want to listen to it more, way more than I have. So I can see why it sold the numbers it did, and. I man, I would love to contribute to it. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. I I love it. It's just man, they, yeah, they, they nailed it. It's overall, it's very very interesting that Snowman did release like this. I'm personally, I liked it too, and I'm happy for their success in this. And you know, it shows now. Like I, it'd be very interesting. Like I said. It's a talk that we'll have to have, and I hopefully you know we all be able to have this talk in the near future, because who would be considered the best for Johnny's as of right now? Because King and Prince might have that crown currently, but who knows what they're what they're gonna be doing right now because of the fact that they lost their other members, and how it is going to be a year from now or two years from now, how King and Prince are going to be doing. Granted, they might just do fine as a duo. They might just do great as a duo. Who knows? But, you know, Snowman and Stones are coming up from their britches and they're learning very, very fast of how to play the market and how to do their releases. And that's huge. I wouldn't be surprised if Snowman and Stones are going to be the two tops. I would not be surprised by that. No, I, I would. I completely agree. I mean, and really to see the, I would say meteoric success of Snowman has been really cool because you know they they kind of did that dual launch with Stones, but you know I think the past like two or three releases, like Snowman's real started really selling outselling stones and you know they've been consistent like they're they're consistently good so i i've really have enjoyed just like seeing snowman rise to to where they are and you know like like you said you know you know you have king and prince which is a duo which is now just a duo uh, and they they do have a solid lock on their fan base but you know i i think snowman sees that crown and they're gunning for it because, I mean, they had a phenomenal month, and it's it's very. I was not expecting the number when I saw it, and I, it was very nice to see. Uh, this song deserved every sale that it got, and I, it's really cool to see these guys. And it's really left me just wanting more. I can't wait for the next release. Uh, because, like I said, Snowman's really come up. They've been very consistent. And 
you know, if they continue on this path, that that will mean that the next release, I may not like it as much as Danger Holic, but it will be something that I enjoy and, and stuff. And who knows? I might like it more. They might drop a ballad or another song kind of like this that I like even more than Danger Holic. You never know. But the the fact that they're able to be so consistent with their releases uh, just shows that they are phenomenal and i i think they're gunning for that crown i and i i think they can i think they can snatch it from from king and prince uh, especially now that there's just two of them but you know it, it'll it'll ride on the sole power of those two guys so we'll, we'll see how that shakes out it'll be interesting to see going forward like how these things play out But yeah, regardless, Danger Holic sold a wonderful 927,791 copies, over 400,000 copies more than Creek. That's phenomenal. But, you know, with that, you know, I want to say thank you for listening to this week's episode or this month's episode of Ungakadu. Um, I have a little bit of an announcement on my end here as. Unfortunately, this is probably going to be my last episode for a little bit. I'll, I'll try to come back for the bigger episodes, the, the Music Corner Roundups, our Kohaku episode. But for the most part, I'm going to be focusing on our website, ongakadu.com. So be on the lookout for that. And, you know, I trust that Gray and Luna will be running the ship properly. And we'll be able to have a fun podcast with you guys. So... Yeah, you know, I I appreciate having being here and helping out a lot. And you know, if you want to hear other stuff that I'm doing as well, you know, you can follow me at for for Podosaurus. I'll be still doing that because it's it's non-committal for that. So just check me out over there. But be sure to check out the the podcast here, you know, and the website at ongakudu.com. You can follow us on X and Instagram at ongakudu. Can Follow all of our affiliates. Corey Hunter, who is a variety streamer who does streaming at night now because he has a daytime job now. But yeah, you can check him out at twitch.tv slash Corey Hunter, K-Y-O-R-Y-U-H-U-N-T-E-R. You can also check out our affiliate TimberTaff, who is a variety streamer. Check him out at twitch.tv slash TimberTaff, T-I-M-B-E-R-T-A-F-T. You can also check out our other affiliate... Fangirl Has No Name, who is a wonderful author. You can check her out at twitch.tv slash Fangirl Has No Name, F-A-N-G-I-R-L-H-A-S-N-O-N-A-M-E. You can also check out Luna's sister Rose, who's probably very excited about all the Final Fantasy XIV stuff is going to be happening. You can dress up like Kiriko now if you want to do that from Sword Art Online. But yeah, you can check her out at twitch.tv slash rainstarkitty, R-A-I-N-S-T-A-R-K-I-T-T-Y. And once again, you can follow me on Twitter at OTYKen1 and the podcast that I do called Podosource. That is all the lovely gaming stuff. You can check that out by following Koryu Hunter, same as his Twitch handle, on all podcast streaming services. Where can we find you, Gray? You can follow me on X at Ongaku Gray where I post about what I'm watching, what I'm playing, all that fun jazz. So if you're interested in what I'm up to, just follow me there. But yeah, 
Once again, I want to say thank you so much for listening to this wonderful episode of Ongakadu. I've been your host, Ken, saying thank you very much and have a great day. Bye-bye. And this is great. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And me and Luna will be right back here next time. Bye-bye.